All right, it is Baldry's Beat. Keith Baldry, Legislative Bureau Chief for Global News. Good morning, Keith. Happy Friday. Let's start with the breaking news here. Dr. Brian Day, the campaigner for a parallel private health care system in Canada. We've talked to him several times here on, on this show. Loses in the mm-hmm. B.C. Court of Appeal today. He did have a constitutional challenge in front of the court, arguing that patients should have the right to pay for their own health care out of their mm-hmm. own pocket by private insurance. He loses in the B.C. Court of Appeal. Where does this go now? Supreme Court of Canada, maybe? Well, he's being backed by some pretty deep pockets. I assume he's going to send this to Supreme Court of Canada, but I think it's got to be pretty discouraging setback for him. This is a three-person a three Three-judge panel of the Court of Appeals saying, no, this is not a violation of uh, constitutional rights. <clears throat> While there are waiting lists, and sometimes people are waiting unreasonably long, that does not violate the fundamentals of justice. And at the end of the day, I just can't see a Canadian judge or justices basically opening the door to the dismantling of our public health care system. Okay, that's one that we're going to watch uh, very closely. Earlier on the show today, Keith, we talked about the shocking shooting death yesterday of Raputaman Singh Malik, who was mm-hmm. famously acquitted in the Air India bombing in 1985. And there's a news conference happening with police right now. Mm-hmm. Let's take a little listen to live. So this is the live news conference on the Raputaman Singh Malik uh, shooting happening right now. Time, we believe this is a targeted shooting. We are speaking to witnesses and associates, Mr. Malik. If anyone feels that there's any, if they have any concern, we urge them to call the police and we'll do a risk assessment based on the information they provide. But could this have been worse? I mean, were there other people in the parking lot at the time? That sort of thing. ...or have any concerns, we ask that they call IHIT, call the police, and then we can do a risk assessment based on the information that they provide. Is the victim's family cooperating with police in the investigation? We have reached out to the victim's family and provided them assistance. If there's anyone in the area or if the family that need further assistance, we have the victim services provided by Surrey Detachment and through IHIT's Victim Services Coordinator available to them. Can you describe the injuries that the victim sustained? I can only confirm that he's been shot several times, but as to the nature of the injuries, I can't discuss that as it would. This is an ongoing investigation. But shot several times? He was shot several times, yes. Was he alone when he was shot? We're still reviewing the CCTV, but it appears that he was alone at the time. Okay, that's just a little listen to some of the live news conference, the police going on right there. It doesn't sound like they have a lot to go on. They're looking for uh, witnesses and video. Yeah, very little information. And again, we don't know, you know, obviously he was acquitted of the bombing of uh, Air India, but we don't know whether this is linked to that particular thing. The the outcome of the justice system of this this terrorism act uh, reverberates to this day through the Sikh community. There's a lot of people yeah. unhappy with how this was handled in the justice system. Uh, witnesses were murdered. Yeah. So there's, there's very much an open wound uh, in, in various parts of that community. But we, again, but we don't have any evidence. The police have provided no evidence that it's actually linked to that particular event I mean, or whether it's linked to something else. This is a guy, according to Kim Boland's excellent story in the Vancouver Sun today, this is a guy with a lot of enemies mm-hmm. for a, a, maybe a lot of different reasons. Mm-hmm. So there, we don't know the motive. There could be multiple motives here. This could be a very difficult case to crack. Um, given that there doesn't appear to be maybe a clear motive. I think what we heard just there is the police don't have, don't obviously don't have an arrest, don't have a suspect. If so. anybody has the clear information on this, it's probably Kim Bolin. I mean, yeah. I remember covering this on the very day it happened with Kim. We were both uh, sort of young reporters at the Vancouver Sun being uh, told to get in on a Sunday into the Vancouver Sun newsroom and basically spent months on this. I, of course, moved on, but she she was the dominant reporter on this and, and really probably knows this, this uh, that story inside out. 
Okay, we continue to follow that very, very closely. Just briefly, just going back to the Brian Day case and whether it goes to the Supreme Court of Canada, the essence of his of his legal argument, and I've interviewed him several times on this, is that it was a charter challenge under the Canada's mm-hmm. Charter of Rights and Freedoms, specifically Section 7, which says that everyone has the right to life, liberty, and the security of person in, in Canada. And he argued that should that should include your right to spend your own money mm-hmm. on your own health care, which I thought was... You know, a pretty compelling argument, but... Well, not compelling enough. Well, not at the Court of Appeal in B.C. And not at the Supreme Court of Canada. You don't uh, think uh, so? Uh, Supreme Court of B.C. So yeah. he's lost twice now at senior courts. Yeah. And again, looking at the justices at the Supreme Court of Canada, I can't see them um, overturning two judgments in B.C. Even though the B.C. Court of Appeal doesn't have a great track record in front of the Supreme Court of Canada, if you recall. Yeah. Uh, they've had a number of judgments overturned. But on this one, I'd be very surprised if this gets overturned. Okay, but like you said, he's got... Yeah, well, he's a he's a rich he's a rich guy. He's probably got some. Maybe I don't know. Maybe he's got some people helping him too. Oh, he know. does. It's, yeah. I think some foundations. Uh, and this has been 16 years now. Yeah, since yeah. this first started, right? Landed finally landed in the. B- I think he started this in 2006. Landed in the BC Supreme Court in 2016. The Supreme Court judgment came down in 2020, and today the Court of Appeal weighs in. So now, presumably, it'll go to the Supreme Court of Canada, and we'll see what happens. But again, I'd be surprised if the justices overturn this. Okay, we'll see what happens with that one. There's lots we'll going check on back here. back a couple of years from now. Yeah, <laughs> lots going on. Uh, yesterday on the show, Keith, we talked about the NDP leadership. David Eby, is he on the fast track to become the next Premier of British Columbia? Could this be a coronation? He's just acclaimed, runs unopposed for the job. Now, Selena Robinson, the BC Finance Minister, uh, she's apparently mulling over a leadership bid. Here's what she had to say. Let's have a listen. Given that um, the Premier has has stepped down, I have been asked uh, if I would consider uh, putting my name forward, and I said that I I will consider. I've always believed that uh, whenever an opportunity presents itself, uh, particularly to women, I think we should uh, take all these considerations uh, very seriously, and so I'm um, doing that right now. What do you think? Is she going to run? I'd be surprised if she does. I think um, a lot of people are, are being t- asked to run. There's no question. Senator Robinson's right. But she'd have to stop being finance minister. I think yeah. she likes being finance minister. Uh, David Eby's going to have to give up being attorney general if he wants to run. We expect we expect the rules to be released uh, this weekend or early next week in terms of what the registration fee is, what the sign-up deadline is. I think everybody wants to see those rules before any formal announcements are made. And when I'm just, again, checking with the Democrats yesterday, a lot of people are just very surprised if, he, if EB can be beat. But we'll see. I mean, he's going to have the backing of the majority of uh, caucus members. There's no question. And it was interesting in terms of the, the relationship between Selena Robinson and David Eby. It was interesting that he uh, took over the housing file from Selena Robinson. And he fired basically the board of the BC Housing um, Authority. That happened on Friday, a week ago today. Yeah, and uh, those were, by and large, mostly appointees by Selena Robinson. And he replaced these activists with bureaucrats from, so it's a, I'm not sure if that colors the situation here. But again, I, names are being kicked around. Selena Robinson, Rob Fleming, uh, Jennifer Whiteside, Josie Osborne, I think, has taken herself out of the uh-huh. running. Uh, maybe a non-caucus member jumps in. I, I think a lot will depend on what the registration fee is. If it's twenty-five thousand dollars, that's a, that's a pretty big barrier to people to get in. We're just on a, a sort of run on a whim, rather than a real hope of winning. Yeah, there is a lot of sort of political scuttlebutt around that. Eb and Selena Robinson are not exactly best buddies. I think we were talking off here. Did you say that she took him off of Treasury Board? I'm not sure she took him off, oh, okay. but he's no longer on Treasury Board, and yeah. oh. she's now fine. But again, go back. She's about to begin budget 
uh, preparations yeah. for, for next spring's budget, and she would have to stop being finance minister through the budget uh, uh, consultation process because yeah. this will probably go right through the fall. You and I have both heard rumors that perhaps this is going to be delayed until December. Yes. That's quite late. So that, it's a long time to give up being a minister. Okay, we'll see what happens. Next week could be critical on, on that file. Um, Pierre Polyev, speaking of leadership races here, Pierre Polyev, he was on the show yesterday mm-hmm. running for the Conservative Party leadership. And a lot of people think he's a shoe-in now to win that job, especially after Patrick Brown, one of his rivals, was disqualified. And I, en- I enjoyed speaking to him yesterday. One of the things I asked him about was this uh, enthusiasm he has for cryptocurrency and bitcoin where sure he's really happy you asked that yeah and he's taken a lot of criticism over that let's have a, have a listen to this exchange and i'll get your thoughts what what would you say to any of your supporters who had invested in bitcoin based on your enthusiasm for it who have now lost a lot of money well i, I don't think that's a fair characterization i think that people have to make their own investment decisions and i believe that uh you know in uh, whenever you invest you have to uh be careful that you only invest what you can afford and in assets that you're comfortable with. So in a free market, that means individuals make their own decisions and take responsibility for them. For them. A little less bullish there, I thought, <laughs> on Bitcoin. I think he realized, well, maybe he doesn't realize it. It's, if Polyev stays away from these weird issues like cryptocurrency, uh, the money supply, uh, replacing the Bank of Canada chair, uh, and stick to more fundamental populist issues like tax reductions and that type of thing. Um, then he's got a, a better chance of connecting with Canadians in, in an actual election campaign. Right now, you know, I've talked about he seems to be playing to the base of the Conservative Party, uh, but it's one thing to win the Conservative Party leadership, another another thing to win the Prime Ministership, which is he, he keeps insisting. He's trying to, I think the Liberals, though, would be would be foolish to underestimate him, though. There is, yeah. a, there is a significant chunk of of disenchantment out there. I think there's going to be growing fatigue uh, with Justin Trudeau yeah. uh, over time, and I think uh, the Liberals are always vulnerable, but Polyev's got a lot of work uh, yeah, and, ahead of him. And Trudeau has had some bad polling numbers recently, and we're in a bad economy. Inflation mm-hmm. inflation is record highs. The interest rate's going up. It could be an eye. He could be vulnerable. I agree with you. And it's interesting you you talk about could he pivot? Could he pivot away from this stuff like, you know, vaccines and Bitcoin and this stuff and go back to issues around the economy, you know, affordability, yeah. which I think is what he needs if he to went do. To tr- tr- and, traditional conservative values right. rather than this stuff on the fringe. Which is, you know, cryptocurrency, Bank of Canada, the money supply, vaccination mandates, the trucker convoy, and stick to really fundamental conservative issues, uh, particularly at a time when people are finding it increasingly unaffordable to live. Uh, speak to those people in a way which would probably include tax cuts, some sort of uh, populist appeal. That can be very effective. It's Baldry's Beat. Keith Baldry is my guest. Lots of calls. Diane on Vancouver Island. Hi, Diane. Go ahead. Um, I would call myself a a, a blue uh, liberal or a red conservative, and I definitely would not uh, vote for Pierre. Uh, if he wins the leadership, I really think that the liberals have to take a look at their leadership and um, and have Justin step aside and, uh, you know, uh, retire for, you know, spend time with his family or some some other uh, reason that would make sense and uh, bring in a leader that's a little bit more to the center to, to take up that, that vacuum that's going to be created mm-hmm. by 
this newly moved to the right uh, mm-hmm. conservative party rather centrist than a centrist one. Yeah, good good call. And yeah, that's a very valid point. I mean, Trudeau has moved his party to the left. There's no question. He's yeah. trying to soak up that NDP vote. Sure, he's got an alliance with Jagmeet Singh. Yeah, and, and that's worked for him. But yeah. she's right. I mean, I do think there will be pressure on Trudeau to revisit his whole leadership question. But again, there's I mean, there's no real heir apparent. I mean, Christian Freeland's name is kicked about. Mark Carney, who doesn't really have the retail political chops. I mean, it's um, he has no political experience, on elected political experience. So... It's an open question whether Trudeau will lead the party into the next election. Let's go to Rob on the line in Chilliwack. Hi, Rob. Go ahead. Hey, good morning, Je- good morning, gentlemen. Uh, Mike, you had asked if Pierre wins, Pierre Polyev wins the leadership. Would you vote for him? Absolutely not. As I said before to you, I born and raised NDP, will never vote for them again. But if Pierre does win the Conservative leadership, I will not vote for him. He's, t- as far as I'm concerned, he's done too much damage already. I mean, he's he's so far out there in his videos and all that kind of stuff. And the thing is, is you have to win Quebec. I don't think he can do it, personally. Mm. I believe the only shot they have, personally, if they want to become the government of this country, Jean Charest is the guy. I believe that. So, And a good question for you, Mike, if he's ever on the show again. Ask him if he'd do what uh, Stephen Harper did. Change, change, remember changing the old age pension to the age of 67. Could you imagine people, seniors, having to wait longer now to collect? Okay, you know, thank, thank, thank you thank, thank you for the call. First of all, he's not leader yet. Um, yeah. There's still a, a vote that has to occur here. And there's a couple, a couple of things to keep in mind. Uh, the, the leader's not have voted in by one member, one vote, which is what we're about to do in, in B.C. with the NDP. They're likely to have that system. The Tories have a point system. Every riding is assigned 100 points, and you get a percentage of those points depending on how many members you signed up in that riding. It's true Polly have signed up a lot of members, but we don't know where they are. And a lot of yeah. there's been a lot of analysis suggests a lot of them are in Alberta. Well, Alberta only has 3,400 points because there's 34 ridings there. Ontario has 12,000 points. Uh, Quebec has 7,800 points. So there's more uh, points in Ontario and Quebec, double the points, than exist in all of Western Canada. And Charest has been concentrating almost totally on Ontario and Quebec. He can win the leadership without winning a single riding west of uh, Ontario. And Patrick Brown, of course, based in Ontario, disqualified, but he has endorsed Charest. Mm -hmm. So a lot of the people he signed up might support Charest. And it's a preferential ballot. So there's this anyone but Poliev movement out there. So you got to figure everyone voting for Charest or not Brown anymore, anyone else is not going to make Poliev their second, third, or fourth choice. He's not going to show up as an alternative of choice on all these ballots. So if Poliev doesn't win on the first count, yeah. he may not win at all. Okay, that vote's coming up in September, by the way. Getting closer. Dale in Surrey. Hi, Dale. Go ahead. Morning, gentlemen. Um, can you hear me? Yes, yep. I can. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, Poliev, uh, I'm a registered uh, conservative. Um, I voted for him. I've sent my ballot in. Um, I think you guys are sort of brushing him off a little too much with um, with the weird stuff that he's He's talking about. Yes, it is. It's it's weird. It's weird stuff. But I think that's going to pull some of uh, the PPC uh, wackos into our camp, and and that might be a good thing for for us if, if he does win the if he does win win the leadership. I have two immigrants that work uh, for me. Uh, wonderful people. One from Uganda, and one from Iran. They have both told me they voted liberal up. You know, from literally the time they be from the from the time they became a citizen 
Um, they voted for Justin Trudeau. They are not voting for Justin Trudeau. They are voting conservative, whoever okay, that Dale, person is. Thank you for the call. 20 seconds. Yeah, well, historically, liberals have got the immigration vote. I mean, that's yeah. been the case for decades. But is that changing? I'm not sure. And in terms of attracting wackos into the party, I'm not sure that's well, get the recipe the for success. Get the wacko yeah, vote. Yeah, get the wacko vote. Thank you for All the right, thank have you. Have a great weekend, everyone.